0: everyone, and thank you for joining me for the 30th episode of YQG and Bloom. My name is Tracy Martins, and today I am on location with Andrea Cook, who is the owner, operator, and brains behind Old Soul. Now, is it Old Soul or Old Soul YQG?
1: I usually go by Old Soul. I've just designated YQG so that on uh, social media and through email, everybody kind of knows the area in <laughs> which I inhabit, in which I do my magic in, and uh, where I am from. So yeah. I, I do like to distinguish it in that fashion. Well, thank you, yeah. thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This is a, a really cool interesting mm-hmm. um a podcast and we can definitely jump right on in yes
0: because well first of all we are in Andrea's new space which
1: yes. is the soft grand opening or grand opening the grand grand opening is going to be August the 1st so yeah. Tuesday August the 1st I'm going to be in operation on Tuesdays Thursdays and on and off on Saturdays depending Depending on how kind of my schedule goes, mm-hmm. but Saturdays would still be a bit like available. Um, but primarily Mondays, uh, as well will be in uh, rotation Tuesdays and Thursdays. So oh. that's really exciting. So trying to open that up is. the flexibility and the accessibility because these services are not, um, primarily well known in this particular area. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is something I'm hoping to bring to the table, something that I'm hoping that other people are looking for, and we're able to connect in a way that will bring forth some really eye-opening occurrences. As Tracy would know uh, from some readings from me in the past, um, you never really know exactly what you're going to get. Um, Being uh, the owner of Old Soul, I am a Reiki practitioner. Mm -hmm. That is one of the aspects of what I do. I'm also a tarot and oracle card reader. Um, I specialize in reading many different decks, and I'm learning, and every day, kind of my skills are, I find becoming stronger in intuition and that inner knowing, that clear essence, um, is becoming stronger for myself, which is you know a a a power, a skillful power that I find is is very, uh, as a woman and, and. as a a new business owner, very empowering as well to have happen. Um, And it seems to be a really good flow with, with my business thus far and with the momentum. And I kind of wanted to start off Right off the bat to oh. see if you're ready. Yes. Yes.
0: Because Jake from Made to NYQG <laughs> told me that we cannot
1: have a podcast without a reading. So, so we are going to do it. Let's jump right into it. So this is a newer deck that I've been working with and I have been finding it to be um, very eye opening for the readers thus far that I have been reading for and the clients that I've worked with in regards to this deck it's called lucid dreams it is the edition the second edition and it's true tarot so the way i like to approach this um is a little bit different than how i would normally do an oracle reading mm-hmm. um where i would represent a few cards kind of gather the energy and then move on to a different deck if we call if like if it if we felt called to do okay. so with this deck i'm going to try and do a kind of a past, present, and future reading and see if that resonates with you. And then if not, if we can kind of connect it symbolically to what you've gone through mm-hmm. or what you're currently going through. Okay. If that sounds, if, if that sounds kind of yeah. up your alley. Why not? Now, this deck is very beautiful. It really is pretty. It's one of the reasons I was very drawn towards it is is obviously you can't be... Oh,
0: oh. Uh-oh.
1: That's got to be a death card. That's, I have said, since I've gotten this deck, every time I do a reading for myself, the first card that falls out is the death card. Now for myself, I don't take that as (laughs) ill will or a bad omen. The death card just means you're going through a lot of progression. What we're going to read is these three babies right here, because they have been chosen for us just by the universe. And we're going to see what semblance they have in regards to your current everyday kind of life, particularly the present card I want you to focus on. And then we're going to take a peek at the past card. So the seven of swords... So possibly some betrayal, some deception, some getting away with on either side, some theft, some dishonesty, sneakiness, cunningness, scheming, and strategy. So the seven of swords is a tricky card. Mm. Anytime we draw a sword, we know that we're in a kind of the mode of defense. Mm -hmm. Um, And now the seven of swords specifically represents somebody who has been betrayed in an instance. So if we were looking at that in a past sense, if you resonate with that in Mm -hmm. some sense, um, most people would say that in the past that they have had a betrayal, you know, it just depends on how recent it is to you and how fitting it is to your current situation. Mm -hmm. Um, but what we'll do is we'll tie it to the present card, which is, the king of swords. So <laughs> interesting enough we're sticking with swords. Okay. So with the king of swords, he stands for a figure of mental clarity, of intellectual power, of truth, of authority, of of mental clarity, of using your head over your heart. Um speaking with integrity over serious and strict intent. Mm -hmm. So if you kind of put the two and two together, Mm -hmm. you're kind of seeing somebody grow from the moment of having a betrayal of having um, something happen to them that is not pleasant, that has been hurtful, has been either shameful or regretful, and then has moved into this sense of owning that power owning that betrayal and owning that sense Mm -hmm. um and then is 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 kind of kind of taking ownership of it now i'm really curious to see what your last card is that was the first one that fell so this is the first one and it's the king of pentacles so if we're looking at that in in a sense of what it could stand for for you, which is a very practical leader, somebody with prosperity who has balance, who is able to see the bigger picture and able to take that into consideration and into account for making their decisions. So I see this as somebody who is able to go through perseverance and able to stick through it to see the rewards at the end of the struggles. So for reading it like that, and in the past, present and future sense, um, you know, there has been some betrayal in in your past. And then I want to say with the King of Swords, there may be some redemption, some intuitive power coming from that betrayal as well. Some... Coming to terms with it as well, with which could be what that intuitive power is, mm-hmm. is coming to terms with it and surrendering and letting go. And then moving on to the king of pentacles, who is holding this perseverance and this power and this directness over kind of his kingdom, over his over his pentacles, per se, which is in terms of of tarot, a sign of, of power and a sign of semblance. So that is something I would say is it shows a progression on your part and growth, for sure. And do you resonate at all with some of these points? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, for sure. And definitely, I find this is a reading that a lot of people would resonate for, like they would mm-hmm. resonate with and they would resonate in Terms with the feelings that come about in regards to these cards. But for you specifically, this is what's coming about right now. That is pretty accurate. It is. And if thinking of this is where we are in the present, and then this is where we're moving into the future, which is that perseverance, that sticking through it, that balance. I really think that you're going to step into that power.
0: Fingers crossed. Fingers
1: crossed. (laughs) So that's what I get from this reading here. So this is a very interesting reading. Anytime we get stuck with the swords, I always kind of worry a little bit because sometimes they're not as positive. But it really tends to be how we look at the cards and how we interpret them. Now we can see this person here is definitely balancing their swords and carrying them with strength and with honor and Mm -hmm. with duty. So that's something as well to take into account when you're looking at these cards and that this power, or sorry, this card here, the King is holding his sword with power and wielding it with power saying, Nope, this is my sword. This is my stance and this is my take on it. And the King of Pentacles holding his Pentacles going I know this is mine, I've set up my boundaries, and I've gone forward with my plan. So that is is kind of how I would read Those this. Those are really interesting. Here. Yeah. So just a little reading kind of to yeah. break the ice and get you, <laughs> you know, into into the cards. But I know we've already done some reading, so it's not your first rodeo. But getting into a new deck definitely is a new rodeo and getting, and getting into the ones that would be a story for you almost, or Mm -hmm. be part of your story or attached to your story. That's what I really love the most about tarot and oracle reading is being able to connect with the person I'm reading for and the person I'm reading with and really connect to them and, and find out what It is that their soul is looking for. And because usually when someone sits down for a tarot or oracle reading, it's for a purpose. They're either lost or they're unsure, or there could be a multitude of different reasons. They want to hear from a loved one or a spirit guide. Now, what is the difference? Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. The difference between tarot and oracle. So tarot cards are strictly like a deck of 78 cards based on major arcanas and minor arcanas. Mm-hmm. So the major arcanas are the major points of the tarot that really represent the strong big picture stories of the tarot. Whereas the minor arcanas are more day-to-day type kind of like activities where we drew for your, for yourself, for example, the seven of swords is more a day-to-day type activity or, experience, but overall kind of experience in that sense. Um, whereas the major arcana's represent, you know, major life changes, major, um, life occurrences, major, uh, outcomes that you might come to. Mm-hmm. So that is the re- the difference between that. A tarot is very specific to its arcanas and to sticking to very specific situations, mm-hmm. whereas Oracle can be read in a fashion that is a little bit more open ended. And I think you remember this from reading some of our Oracle cards previously, that they can be taken as open-ended messages. Now, based on the imagery and the situation at hand, if the client gives me more context to go by, Oracle cards definitely are fitting for that sense and can be applied to a specific situation, but they are more generalized, big picture type ideas and concepts, like something that a spirit guide wants you to focus on or something that might not be really in the forefront of your mind, but something that the universe wants you to really consider. Like, for example reading the empowerment oracle cards, it gives us a very different feeling and a very different kind of vibration. Now,
0: how many, I mean, there, there are tons of different cards. Because I know when I oh, met yes. you, we did from five different decks, I We think.
1: did. We did the chakra deck. We did. Um, and just today, just so you know, because I have brought most of my cards to where I'm currently practicing out of, um, which is Elevate, Elevate Health, Elevate Health Boutique, which is really, really cool that they've allowed me this experience, but just to give you an example of what an oracle card would be now elevate they are on erie erie street and they are part of shred fitness so they're just tucked in behind shred fitness but it's all one building it's all very beautiful it's very beautiful um spawn salon i'm gonna get you to cut the deck where you feel necessary okay okay And oh, sorry, I should ask you this. Do you feel a side your intuition is more inclined to work with? That one. The one that I was going to pick. Okay. You'll never be too much fire for those bent to dance in your flames. So that is the difference between tarot and oracle is oracle gives you a little bit more substance to go by and we can relate that so if somebody comes to me and they're looking for more joy in their lives or they're going through a difficult experience reading oracle cards can give more empowerment and ignite more of an inner light than tarot can yeah because tarot is simply reading what these cards mean and they have been set in stone for hundreds of years Mm -hmm. whereas oracle cards we can take them and for example turn them into the sun is a daily reminder that we can too can rise again from darkness and that we too can shine our own light And we can take these messages and turn them into very powerful, like what I want to say is igniting somebody's inner light and giving them their power back. And that is what I find with Oracle that gives us a little bit more of that opportunity So if somebody comes to me and they're just very lost and they're looking for messages from spirit guides or from past loved ones, I tend to lead towards Oracle cards Mm -hmm. because they do give us... A little bit more substance they give us a little bit more of a story that we can piece together sometimes they might not relate to a person at all and I've had that happen where it's not related to the person and what I'll do is I will just keep drawing and intuitively as I feel necessarily necessary or we'll switch to another deck if I feel like it's time that we've kind of outdone that deck and we've gotten as much as we could from it but you can tell that based on the reading that you just got it is telling you to continue on with your passion and with what you're doing and what i use oracle cards for a lot in regards to the tarot is affirmations and this is just affirming to you that you are meant to dance along the flames and be in that dance and be in that that zone you know which might feel uncomfortable at times and it might feel (laughs) like you're stepping into a place that you're not meant to be but the cards are pushing you and whomever is working with us today is saying you own your light and you are meant to be among those flames.
0: And you know what whether people believe them Mm -hmm. or not these Oracle cards, what I really like about them is it could be like a, almost like a daily mantra, you know, yes. you can take it yep. for exactly what it says and use it as your theme and every single, yeah, thing. It, it's, it's just like, it, it's giving you a little hint on what you should do or how yep. you should be. And it's, sometimes it's affirming or it's going, Hey,
1: you know what? Exactly, it's very supportive, or it really, really will push you towards doing something that you might be uncomfortable doing. But it gives you just that little push, that little reminder that you can do it, despite having fear or being fearful. Mm -hmm. So that is why I like to use oracle cards and tarot cards together in tandem and sometimes my readings are really just based off of oracle cards we'll pull up to 12 cards that in in tandem all together will tell us a story and really really resonate with somebody which i find to be very very helpful and empowering for those that have lost their power or lost kind of their way and I find that is my biggest clientele is somebody who is kind of searching. Mm-hmm. Who is kind of searching in this universe for needs something a little push. needs a little push. It's almost like they know and they know that they need that little push. And it's just like they need somebody to tell them that.
0: Well, I mean, sometimes going in different directions or continuing on is scary. It's so having scary. having somebody or something telling yes. you that it's okay. And I it's read just a little bit you need.
1: I read for somebody today and it was very much a, an experience that led us to really kind of figure out for that person that their career career path may not be the best career path for them. And it, it's not through the reading that we discover that it's through reading a few cards and having a conversation and putting it all together and putting it all together through Mm self-awareness. And that is really what these cards do is bring about a lot of self-awareness where somebody goes, why am I doing that? It really, and it takes somebody displaying these cards in front of them and not questioning but questioning in a very gentle way is if you truly feel like that Mm -hmm. there are ways that you can change the way you feel on a daily basis and and that is is what we get into with the 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 oracle cards is is that sometimes change is, is a big part of what I do is I make big changes in people's lives. So I almost feel like doing like a consent form for everybody. Like (laughs) you won't come after me for this fright. Um, There was somebody that I had read for that was contemplating a big move and they ended up doing it and it ended up working out for them. And I am so overjoyed that it worked out for that particular person. Right. And in hindsight, me thinking about it, I was like, I really pushed them towards that. And in hindsight, maybe I should have been a little bit more gentle. But I truly feel my intuition growing, particularly with the tarot and oracle, which is called sentient which I have a very clear feeling and a clear knowing. Um and I feel that being developed as I continue it's my stronger. path. Yes. Well I mean and that goes with
0: everything that you do. With yes. The Reiki and the cards but then you also do astrology and birth charts and yoga healing crystals i mean that is all really personal yes personal stuff for everybody now what i wanted to ask is what do birth charts in astrology like how do you get into that
1: so how I got into that was my whole life. I have been drawn towards astrology my entire life. Mm-hmm. Like since I was a little girl, I have been obsessed with my own, my, my own astrology sign was studying it with being, you know, in tune with what it was because I really wanted to discover who I was. And that is a big thing for people and that's why they seek out the newspapers
0: back when we were younger and you had to get to the newspaper to see what 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 your sign was going to be for the day for the day (laughs) and
1: that was um a big motivating factor for me. So on my second maternity leave, I did, um, a level one course with the Canadian astrology association of of educational astrologers. So I did my level one certification with them. Hmm. And that taught me a lot about how to put together a birth chart. I do have to use two books and a program. So it is not a time, you know, it is a time-consuming venture I was gonna say it is It's a very time-consuming venture but it's something I really enjoy because I really like to get down to the nitty-gritty of who somebody is now I can play the devil's
0: advocate and when people say astrology it basically whatever their sign is it could go for everybody Exactly That's a, a really, for that
1: really good question. So what I narrow down when I'm doing my readings is definitely the location of birth and the time of birth so that I can get that as narrowed down as specifically as possible, because that is a huge part of a birth chart reading and getting the accurate, accurate information. The other thing that I find the most helpful is having a conversation with the person first. You know, what are they focused on? Are they focused on relationships? Are they focused on career and work? Are they focused on growing themselves as an individual? And that helps me when I'm doing my own research on their own specific birth chart identity. I can give them a little bit more context on something that they are interested in. What will the birth chart tell you? usually will always tell you where which planet your astrology sign falls into Mm -hmm. and then it will tell you how that relates to you specifically so if for example your 11th or sorry your 8th house is in Your eighth house is like your house of Jupiter, for example, if it is set in a sign that is really significant for you, Mm -hmm. it could determine your luck in terms of whether you would have good luck or bad luck as a person in general. Now that doesn't mean wholly 100% (laughs) that's going to like generalize your luck for the rest of your life, but it really puts you into a category of whether you will have good luck or poor luck moving forward within your life. So that is how we
0: And we then read that. It will give you the power to be able to change that like to maybe
1: change your course and correct although it does not read your future per no. se, it gives you some tools that you can use to learn about yourself in order to make some decisions that may influence your life moving forward. Uh-huh. So if you learn, for example, like, okay, your south or your true note is in a certain house or with a certain sign, mm-hmm. and you're going through a hard period. If you learn astrology, astrologically that it is during this period, we are prone to have a period of difficulty because of where the true and north load or north node lies and it has to do with your sign specifically it is a key indicator of why you would be having a difficult time at the moment we for example just went through a wonderful new moon in cancer (laughs) thank goodness which is
0: The other days, has been really rough for a lot of people.
1: Everybody has felt the feels (laughs) over the last few days. I definitely, definitely have noticed that. Um, My son is a cancer rising, and um, just yesterday and the night before, the energy in our house was so different. It was um, exemplified to an extreme because of that. And I do truly believe it was because of the new moon in cancer.
0: I wish I knew when the time I was born I know everything else but I don't know the time that I was born so I need to know, find that out yeah
1: even if you know morning or evening that's how I'm I started. Not even sure
0: to be quite honest I had to
1: start that way because my mom at first was just like I think it was in the evening sometime and I really had to be <laughs> like okay mom let's narrow it down because I want to do my own birth chart really specifically so she was like okay it was 7 p.m so I was like thank you Because I'm right on the cusp of of, uh, cancer and Leo. And if it was uh, 7 a.m., I actually would be pushed to the cancer side. Yeah, because your birthday's coming up. Literally on July 23rd. Yeah, the day after mine. I'm literally, (laughs) yes. So we are right in the midst of feeling that energy. And you said you really resonate and feel the cancer. I feel them both.
0: And I... I seriously like when you were reading the tarot cards I had the Kleenex in my pocket I'm like okay I'm not going to cry I'm on camera <laughs> but I can get that fierceness of the line but I mean the cancer also does have that because of the strong maternal it does but I, I I said to somebody I find that the leo cancer cusp is almost as if you're Pisces because it's like the dual personality it is
1: actually (laughs) that is a really good comparison Mm -hmm. because I'm um best friends with a lot of Pisces and I know how they are in person is you put on such a brave face but underneath it all you are you know I did want to ask you what is Ayurvedic lifestyle did oh, I the Ayurvedic lifestyle. Like what would that... Yeah, what is be? that? What is that? So that is basically... Um, an Ayurvedic lifestyle is basically known as the science of life. It dates back like 5,000 years. It is the way... Um, of middle eastern living the way of the eastern culture of of living of taking into account their dietary Factors taking into account the way they live their life with such peace and calmness, ensuring that you honor your body, your rest. Um, Some of the things that would really be pertinent in Mm -hmm. that is um, some of the supplements and the way that you cook is in a particular manner. So a lot of Indian food, a lot of turmeric, a lot of those spices, paprika. Amen. cumin, using a lot of garlic, using a <laughs> lot of... So I've been to a lot of natural paths myself. So I have kind of generalized this way, this lifestyle of living. And and it really is an, an Ayurvedic lifestyle. Yeah, i would never heard that word before. Wow, or to it, be... And it really is the science of life. And it's how... You are supposed to maintain your health for many, many years. And, and do age you find very gracefully you're living that lifestyle? Do you
0: find your health and your wellness and your mental health, all of that is
1: better now? I do. Um, it's hard for me 100% to live that lifestyle because we are a busy family and have so many mm-hmm. <laughs> children. <laughs> <laughs> We do have the three children under six, which is difficult at times to maintain a lifestyle like that. But my husband and I eat separate from the children. So we make sure that they eat as healthy of a diet as they can Mm -hmm. in terms of day to day. And my husband and I just try and incorporate those like practices when we can. So we typically eat a salad every night accompanied with a protein accompanied with a grain, but again, it's very vegetable heavy. Um, we were vegetarians for, I want to say almost 10 years. So when we had our first child, we, very quickly switched back to the meat eating lifestyle. I still do incorporate a lot of vegetarian meals into my lifestyle, of course. Like I'm, I'm very much not so a meat eater, um, but I find as well, um, Ayurvedic really concentrates on self-care. Mm-hmm. So really taking care of yourself and honoring your rest, um, which is what a lot of us don't do so that is honoring when you start to feel your battery is okay so say you have four you know little skills in your battery you get two in there ayurvedic type lifestyle says that is rest time okay we're not waiting until it fills up fills up to a full battery we're taking it at two bars and it's time to rest so it's learning that Pushing ourselves to the extreme is not the best for us. And it's so not. the North American way of living is wrong. It's wrong <laughs> when it comes it's to rest. Very wrong yes. in terms of rest, is when we feel ourselves getting to that halfway mark. That's been one of my biggest lessons and my biggest things that I've had to learn and to struggle with, like as a, as a parent, you know, because you really want to push yourself to put away the laundry, to be the best that you can be and be on top of your game. But I've really learned that, no, it is better to take that nap, to take that time, to take that rest, to take that self-care, to have that bath. Like that's what I was doing Mm -hmm. this afternoon when you (laughs) saw me throw the little corgi butt into the bathtub. Um, it was the donuts, um, fizz bombs. It was amazing. Um, I was, could have put myself into a position of, I need to do laundry. I need to do this around the house. But I went into a period of self-care.
0: I napped before I came here. I just said to, said to my husband, I'm like, I don't know what it is, but <laughs> I feel like I haven't slept in. So I'm,
1: and that's you know, what you play. have to honor. And it's really good that you have that supportive system. Um, some people are not as supportive of that lifestyle. And especially in our, I find, generation in our society, it's oh, go, yes, go, sick. go. Way too easily Way because too we're not listening to our body. We're not listening to our body. So that is part of the area. Vedic lifestyle is listening to your body, honoring your body, making sure you're taking care of your body and resting when you do need that rest.
0: Well, and I do know that you do Reiki. Yes. Now, how does that help with the self-care?
1: Oh, Reiki is amazing for self-care. It is one of the ultimate tools for self-care mm-hmm. because it induces you into such a state of relaxation and anti-stress, anti-anxiety. It helps reduce your blood pressure. It helps to re- induce a state of relaxation, which then helps you with sleep. It's almost like a meditative state. It is a very much like a meditative state. The um, like the session I did this morning for somebody was very much like that. And in terms of Reiki, I act merely as a vessel where energy is passed through me through a series of symbols that I perform. Bless, I bless my room beforehand. Mm-hmm. Do a series of symbols that I uh, follow as part of my yusui practice, my Yusui Reiki practice, and bless my room with symbols, call upon some archangels and spirit guides that want to work with said client for the day and have the client come into the room. They lie down, and essentially we play Reiki music, which is at a really high frequency, which is really, really beautiful to Mm -hmm. help open up that Third eye chakra put you into such a state of relaxation where your tummy gurgles, (laughs) your legs twitch, your
0: arms twitch. And I know the person that you did the Reiki on, and who also does Reiki herself, and she said it was amazing. And I'm getting Reiki done this weekend. I've only had it done once before. And I have to say, when I did do it in they always say to to shut your eyes and to just yeah. lay there while you're doing the blessings yeah. and getting ready and that I didn't realize that he had started and all of a sudden my shoulders started twitching <gasps> and he's like just relax and I said I am I said where what are you doing and he he, he had already started yeah. and I didn't realize it was there and I'm like okay cuz I'm very very skeptical on yes. especially the unknown yeah. like realistically A lot of us are skeptical until you do. Until you actually try it. And it it was just really weird. And
1: it's like, I want to see if now
0: I want to see if it happens again. And I
1: wonder if um, that trembling too could have been a bit of a trauma response Mm -hmm. where, where we tremble, We often have a bit of a trauma response in that particular area. So you could have been letting go of some unreleased trauma, which would have been really good for your body as well. I just want to mention that. But that's how I got into Reiki was to solve some issues within my body that just kind of happened kind of naturally, I I had a small trauma happen in my life. You know, I I ended a a really great career that I had and I felt a little lost. And that feeling of being lost spiraled into what I believe was a trauma response to the point of having some pain in my hips and in my body Mm -hmm. and just not feeling myself. I felt very down, very unlike myself, like depressed in, in that manner. And I had, um, another failed job opportunity that was kind of interlinked with the first (laughs) job, unfortunately. So there was, there was a little bit of drama uh, that, that coincided with that, which, for me translated to trauma and that sat in my hips with a lot of pain to the point where you know I'm a very petite person I was not able to physically get out of bed in the morning like for me to get out of bed I would have to roll out of bed physically lie and wait until I was ready to get out or have my husband help me and it was very um Like critical, like it was a critical kind of situation of what is going on with this person, with Andrea, and got cleared, blood work cleared, got, you know, a CAT scan cleared, a bone scan cleared, everything was clear. They're just like, we are not sure. I was doing osteopath, a physiotherapist. And then one day I was on uh, seeing a naturopath. Uh, One day I was on the Valero wellness website and going through just, I was going to pick a different naturopath. So I thought maybe they would have a different solution. Mm -hmm. And I just saw Reiki. Reiki was the one thing I had not tried. And I thought, what the heck, I'm going to try this. It is the only modality that I, at this point I've not tried. So I read, obviously, a little bit about it and what it can do for you. And I went to that session at Valera Wellness, and I walked out of there feeling like I was walking on a cloud.
0: Like I would, my shoulders, I call them my angel wings, yeah. were always in a lot of pain. Years and years ago, I was lucky enough, I had a chiropractor and I went to him for a car accident. He's like, you hold all your stress there. He says mm-hmm. it wasn't nothing that he mm-hmm. could do. Like you're, it's nothing you crack, but he's like, that's where your stressors yeah. are is right across the middle of your back. Mm-hmm. And you don't realize it because it's physically, you feel horrible, but realistically, there's nothing physically wrong with you.
1: And that's so confusing in your head. It's so hard to hear that when my husband was the one that said to me, he goes, you know, after all of this investigating, he's like, I don't want to be a bearer of bad news or say to you this in a way that you're going to take negatively. But this, I think, is in your head. Well, you feel like it because...
0: Physically, there's nothing wrong with you, but physically
1: you feel like you're dying. I was convinced, though, that it was not like a mental or emotional issue. I was just like, I am fine. I am not, you know. Yeah. I just blocked that side of myself out. And I think it was because I was raised in a home where we didn't talk about spirituality and we didn't talk about God. So for me to think or even rely on those aspects or look into that, um, as a healing modality would never, it would would have been very foreign to me. So Reiki for me, just reading it from the get go, I saw it as a spiritual practice and I still see it as a spiritual practice and a very special spiritual practice Mm -hmm. that, um, opens with a prayer, ends with a prayer, has special symbols involved and is very sacred in regards to the energy that it allows me to pass through myself as a vessel Mm -hmm. to another person's body to go to the right places. I will never forget my first Reiki session where I know the practitioner And I know crystals well enough, and I knew them well enough at that point, like because I had was always into crystals, that I could feel her place a piece of malachite on my chest to the point where I saw green, and I knew, and I felt pings and sensations of pain within this area, Mm -hmm. knowing that it was sadness being pulled out and and emotional turmoil being pulled out of my body. And I did ask her after the fact, you know, was there malachite on my heart? And she was like, yes. Well, and and, and that brings me into my last
0: one because, I mean, all of these things, they help you to heal naturally. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that I didn't really understand is about crystals and about stones mm-hmm. and their healing properties whether it's physically whether it's mentally emotionally spiritually Mm -hmm. and there's so many different kinds like
1: it, it must take you forever to learn.
0: Please.
1: It does. And a lot of people will question me about it because I'm like, you know, I've I've got the Crystal Bible one down, but there's the Crystal Bible two and the Crystal Bible three. <laughs> I'm not a gemologist by any means. I'm not a geologist by any means. This is just me going about it based on pure love and pure like intuition of being called towards these mechanisms that I find are very, for myself, integral parts of my healing um, and integral parts of myself. And I know that sounds crazy because a lot of people will just say, well, they're just rocks. And I'm like, well, ironically, I, you know, thinking back on my corporate career, Mm -hmm. I sold natural stone countertops for 10 plus years. It was, it was like, it was like a calling (laughs) for me. It was like, I can talk a lot about whether a stone has a lot of quartz in it, a lot of mica in it, a lot of different properties. So I'm well attuned to that kind of. Talk and I feel very comfortable in that realm.
0: Now, I see a lot of
1: people that do have
0: stones, they're in different shapes and forms, like squares, round. Does that do anything or is it just for aesthetic purposes? No,
1: it definitely does something for sure okay, in so terms of the you energy. You gave me that,
0: that green one. <laughs> this one would just
1: mean that the energy is um, mutated in all different directions okay. is how I would take that. And what Much kind is this one again? Green adventuring. And that would just be like a sphere. I love spheres the most because you put them on a stand in the middle of your room and that energy Mm -hmm. is just transmuted. This is Flower Moss Agate and it's a really great stone for transformation, new beginnings, Mm -hmm. transitions. A lot of stones are really supportive in that regard. Rhodochronite is really supportive of love. I was um, doing a little uh, curating for a uh, little girl's birthday party. So there's a few pink stones that I have left over, and that's a rose quartz.
0: It's so pretty. I don't know if you guys can see this, and you said it's rose quartz, Mm -hmm. right? But it has veins that are lighter and it's just shiny and it has some dark spots all over the place and I love them in the natural form I just think they're so pretty
1: I love them in the raw form and I typically love to work with them in that format as well I just feel like anything that has been untouched by uh, an additional manufacturer yes. is is as pure as it's going to come
0: and what is this one? it is red
1: or it is sorry purple and green fluoride Fluorite, fluorite, and fluorite is really cool because it can come in that mixed kind of combination of purple, green, little hint, little hint of blue, or it can come in pure purple, pure green, mm-hmm. or pure blue. So blue is the most rare of the. Fluorite. I, yeah, I've never seen the the blue fluorite. I have a couple pieces of blue, blue fluorite that <laughs> and are then very beautiful. My very
0: first. First thing that your very first baby Andrea gave your me, your black kyanite. Yes, I carry it every time. I see her, she feels the need to give me stones. So I got I, this at the Mama yes. Expo with my very first reading and the one we did the five decks. Well, and because then,
1: this one I wanted to give you because it cleanses all of your auras. It keeps your auras nice and clear and it just repels any negative energy as well, which and is I, really. And I do keep it in my purse. And my purse
0: is generally near the front door. And I found out that. Today, that that helps keep the negative energy out of the house, which is very nice.
1: I have something else to give you to keep by your front door (laughs) as well.
0: My little... I have my little green thing. And then I have those two that I showed you. One was kind of heart-shaped. And then the other one that I got from somebody I don't know. But I love stones and I love gems. And I really love all of these things, whether... I'm trying to think of the words, whether they help you mm-hmm. out physically mm-hmm. or just give you a good peace of mind. I know. And that's where I think that everybody needs to just keep an open mind about it because you just never know. And when you come out of it, I found out doing the, the Reiki and doing the egg mm-hmm. and the harmonic egg, I actually felt a lot calmer and whether it healed me in any mm. way or if it just helped relieve stress. Stress is a killer. So as long as it just
1: relaxes you, that's all that matters. That's like the one thing, um, like the client I treated this morning, she had said that she felt so restored and so revitalized. And that is the one thing about Reiki, which is so amazing. Because you know, like massages are wonderful, but you feel a little groggy, you feel a little sleepy afterwards, which is totally normal because that's part of the treatment, right? Reiki is meant to do the same thing in regards to relaxation, Mm -hmm. but it's supposed to revitalize you at the same time.
0: And that's where it's really weird. It's, it's like, you just feel like you said walking on a cloud, but yet you're, you don't feel like taking a nap.
1: So it's, it's, (laughs) um, I just did a read of a study where it said a one hour Reiki session is the equivalent of a four to five hour nap. So um, I believe it, and I did a funny little. um, uh, I did a wonderful. I shouldn't say funny little. It was a wonderful uh, springtime event with my mother in um, the spring equinox at the cast uh, church in Tecumseh in just this past March. And I was a vendor, and they offered me you know twenty minutes of free Reiki, and I went back to the table um, that my mom was manning and a assisting me on. And she goes, what happened to you? Are you high or something? (laughs) And I was just like, high on Reiki. Like life is amazing. It was, that was how good I felt. And I was just so giggly. And so like in such a good (laughs) mood. So she was just like, gosh, I really have to like, look into this. And I'm like, yes, you do. I'm yes. like, I could be a good practitioner for you, but my mom is a little bit impatient. And with Reiki, you have to be patient in order mm-hmm. to sit through and just kind of surrender your body for that 45 minutes or the hour, however long you decide to book for is mm-hmm. you have to surrender your body for that time and accept the energy that is being given to you because there is a little bit of acceptance that is on the receiver's end yes. on their part that they have to be open to that energy. A lot of people are practicing Reiki,
0: so you are never at a loss for a Reiki practitioner. To- But you should find somebody that you feel comfortable with. And that makes you feel that calm and that peace so that you can get the full effect.
1: A hundred percent. You want to get somebody that you feel very comfortable with, Mm -hmm. that you align with, That makes you feel that that those feelings of comfort, I almost describe it as a warm feminine energy that you kind of get when you get a Reiki session. Mm -hmm. I don't know why that that is the energy that that comes up, but that is most often the feedback that I hear. And I like to think, you know, hopefully I am that warm maternal energy producing those effects for that For that person, allowing that energy to pass through me, and if it picks up on any maternal or warmth, and 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 can relay that to somebody, that is exactly well. You don't even need to do Reiki; it's your calming voice. Oh my gosh, (laughs) your voice is very calming. That's what everyone says, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, that's so funny. I feel like I sound like a, a 12 year old girl at the end of the day. But I just wanted to mention too that. Healing as a Reiki practitioner never depletes the practitioner. Healing, if it's done in the right format and in the right way with the right symbols and the right Mm -hmm. prayer, you are only going to feel as invigorated as your client is going to feel. And that is amazing as a Reiki practitioner to do a session on a client and then just feel as good as they feel. And you have to think like you're in a room that is dimmed and is a little bit softer. The lighting is not, you know, as in your mm-hmm. face and it's really relaxing the music, but just the energy that passes through you and gets applied to the patient. That nice. It is a very unique experience and it's a very like blessed experience to get to have that. Now when
0: it comes to Reiki is, do you have to go to special classes? or You
1: do with the, the Reiki, um, my Reiki master, she will tell you the funniest thing that a lot of people will just come to her without ever have gotten a Reiki session before and just say, "I want to learn Reiki." And she associates those people to have having been healers in past lives. Hmm. which I find so interesting and so eye-opening. But yes, you do have to go through levels of learning Reiki. So So it takes a while. It does. There's three different levels. There's practitioner level one, practitioner level two, and then a master. Now are you the master? I'm a practitioner level two, which is almost the same thing as the master. The only thing I don't have that a master would have have is the attunement in order to pass down attunements to teach. Now, are you going to get that? Yes, I am. Yes. So I'm going to be getting that in the fall, um, hopefully with with uh, the Reiki master that I've chosen. So I do want to be able to get that attunement and have the ability to teach. Although I'm not at that point thus far, I do want to have that avail- availability and have kind of that extra little oomph of power but my Reiki master at the moment she can also pass little attunements to me that help kind of strengthen certain areas of my chakras mm-hmm. at this point which is really amazing because she is uh, has learned some different techniques over the past few months that she's passed along to me so it's been pretty eye opening okay which chakra Oh, all of the chakras of your body. So the chakras of your body would be your crown chakra, your third eye chakra, your throat chakra, your solar plexus chakra, your sacral chakra, and your root chakra. So that's all of the chakras throughout Mm -hmm. your body. So when we do a Reiki session, our main goal is to clear those chakras.
0: Oh, those are what holds all of your
1: bad or good energy? Correct. It could hold some stagnant energy or some energy that's stuck within that area or some energy that needs a little help to be processed past that area. Mm-hmm. So those are the areas that we would focus on. Like, for example, one of the persons that are, that I had read for recently, or sorry, did a Reiki session on recently, I could very clearly see that they had a throat chakra issue because immediately upon laying my hands upon them, I saw a very striking blue and felt when I was doing a body scan just with my hands, hands, a heaviness over this area. And upon talking to the client, it was very evident that they had an area within their lives that was preventing them from being able to have a fully open throat chakra. So there was an an issue with a family member preventing them from being fully open. So those were just a few things that I had picked up on that particular session. That's really cool. So with the tarot as well, you can, anybody can learn it. Yeah. Anyone can really learn it. Anyone can learn. Now, would it be as accurate as say
0: you who... Is very in tune with your
1: spirituality and with your presence. And it would take some practice, Mm -hmm. is all I would say in regards to that. Um, What a lot of people do, and what I recognize a lot of people do, and a lot of my clients do, they have their own tarot or oracle cards that they practice on themselves or family members or mm-hmm. friends, and it works out really well for them. And I'm like, well, what are you doing here for a reading? You know, if you can read for yourself, but everybody needs that extra little reassurance, especially yeah, the first right. few times that they want to make sure that they're doing it right. But anyone has X, ex- Access to the clair senses. So that's like your clairvoyant, where you see things, your clairsentient, um, or your clairvoyant, or not clairvoyant, sorry, claircognizant, where you have a clear knowing. Um, but everybody has the avail- availability to those um, clair essences. It's just you have to be open to them. Uh. And we have a lot of blockages. So that shuts us down as adults to a lot of those skills. Whereas children, you know, children have a lot of availability to those skills mm-hmm. and tend to gravitate like they I, do, they're they because they're open minded. They're very open minded and they gravitate a lot towards my crystals mm-hmm. and things like that, which is really interesting. And I love when a parent is supportive of their child, you know, mm-hmm. you know, flocking to these things and and really Honoring them for what they are because I really think those are our future light workers someday. <laughs> exactly. Oh,
0: I have learned so much from you today, Andrea. I just love all of this stuff. I'm, I'm. It's really opening my eyes, and I'm just starting. It's something that I shouldn't say. I'm just starting. Something that I was really interested in mm. when I was growing up, we all were, like I said, the astrology yes. and the astronomy, and I was right into it. But as I'm getting older and I'm meeting people in the community and I've had some Reiki sessions and I've had some readings and that it's really opened me up to wanting to learn more and I find it fascinating. And I uh. w- I mean, you're at so many different markets and open streets and open airs as well as now elevate and as of august 1st this room here will be open yes i really hope that you guys a follow her on instagram and you're on facebook as well i am on facebook as well and it's old soul yqg and what is your website uh, my
1: website is www.OldSoulYQG.com. dot com. Okay, it is yqg dot yeah. com,
0: and you have to meet Andrea. She is. She's amazing. Oh, she's you. calming without even having any. <laughs> without That's even having so treatment stuff nice here.
1: Thank you so much to say that. Well, and I again, I really appreciate it. I do have
0: to stop it now because we have been known to sit here and talk for hours. We can, <laughs>
1: yes, we could talk for hours. So, it's very easy to talk to you. So you I really appreciate
0: it. And again, thank you so much for joining us for our 30th episode of YQG and Bloom. Andrea, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. My name is Tracy Martins, and you guys all have a really great day.